The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X. And modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. We're at episode number 33, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. I realized that I didn't say that the last episode, and that was uh, just straight up rude. So I hope you all had a good holiday, and you ate good food. Uh, I had some amazing veggie lasagna, and uh, yeah, it was just awesome. This This was the first year that I really kind of let loose where I was like, you know what? I don't care how much I eat. I'm going to have giant slices of vegan apple pie. And that is just what's going to happen. And it did. And I don't feel terrible about it because, um, you know, that's just what you do during the holidays. So anyways, few items of business out of the way, and then we'll start to dig into the show. Propertyofzack.com. I know those of you who've listened to a few episodes realize that I am beating you over the head with this, but there's good reason for it. Um, now you're going to be starting to see some year-end lists. So, uh, you know, best of 2012 records, all that type of stuff. Um, so go to that site. They've got news, they've got interviews, they've got reviews, and they will have the top 10, 20, 30, a bunch of different lists from a bunch of different people. Um, so that way you you can catch up on stuff you may have missed or discover things that you never even heard of in the first place. So yeah, go to Property of Zach. Love those dudes. Love Zach. Awesome. Review the show on iTunes. Uh, we are getting near the over 100 review mark or star mark, whatever, uh, in the iTunes store. And that's awesome. I love the fact that you guys are very, very nice and decide to review the show. So um, yeah, do that. Also visit the website, 100wordspodcast.com. Taking a little break from that, but now I'm going to dig back into it and, you know, post the latest and greatest that I find online and music and movies and whatever. 
And also, I've been having some cool conversations with people uh, that have emailed the show because uh, I really do appreciate anybody reaching out and saying, hey, this is cool. How about you get this guest? Or, hey, I just wanted to say hello, uh, talking to a dude in Sweden who was basically saying, hey, I really like the show because it keeps me awake when I'm doing the last hour of my shift at night. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to have that sort of interaction with, you know, a dude in Sweden who I had never met before and now we're bros. Um, so yeah, email the show and we can hang out and talk online and I'll probably ask you, uh, questions about the show and blah, blah, blah. All right. A few other news and notes before we dive into this week's interview with Billy Hamilton from Silverstein. Uh, I want to say congrats to my friend, John Halperin. Went to his wedding recently. Uh, he was the, I think the second episode of 100 Words or Less. Um, so it was awesome. He had a great wedding. Tons of people. Um, it was basically a... So he booked, he used to book at that venue, Chain Reaction, that uh, a few people have mentioned on this show. Um, and it's, you know, pretty well-known venue here in Southern California. And so basically his wedding was a version of that. So you had people who had played in ska bands, you had people played in hardcore bands, you had people who had played in punk bands. And it was just really funny because you just saw all these different people uh, thrown into the same room for pretty much the same reasons, playing shows. And uh, I always like having those experiences. Um, and so I, I also, the, over the past week, there's been a lot on my mind in regards to just kind of the show in general, because there are um, some other shows that are popping up where I've just discovered um, that kind of do what this show does and is trying to, um, you know, accomplish. But uh, because of that, obviously, you feel like, oh, cool. Well, now my format, not like this format's unique, and I've obviously told everybody that I'm basically ripping off what Mark Marin has done. Um, with the comedy world, but now I'm trying to apply it to the music slash other world um, and not obviously get into the too much of the entertainment industry uh, because that's kind of what the Nerdist podcast does and whatever. So, you know, the internet's all about niches. And um, so, yeah, I just feel like I wanted to sort of, you know, put put forth a thesis statement. So that way, you know, everybody knows kind of why, why I do this in the first place um, besides my own pure enjoyment. Because essentially... That's why I, I wanted to do this, because it's really fun for me to not only get to have these experiences with cool people who I respect, or I'm a fan of their music, or a fan of what they do, um, but then to be able to share it with you as well, because I feel like there's obviously lessons to be learned from pretty much everybody that has experienced something, uh, you know, building something from nothing, whether that's putting out a record, whether that's starting a clothing company, whether that's creating a piece of art, whatever the case may be. Um, I just think that there's something to be learned from each person's experience. Um, and I really don't want this show to kind of be like sort of old guy walking down memory lane. Um, Cause even though, I mean, I'm 32 years old and that's not really old, but by definition of punk, hardcore, independent music, whatever you'd like to call it, um, that is old. Um, basically, you know, it's, it's a youth culture movement and uh, you know, a lot of people, move on, you know, in their early 20s. And they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, I don't go to shows anymore. You know, life gets in the way. Like, I totally get that. Um, but I don't want that to be like, Oh, the good old days. And, um, you know, it always strikes me about that movie. I'm sure some of you have seen American Hardcore, where um, you, 
it's a great movie, but at the end of it, you're left with the impression that, well, basically 1984 is when the that music scene died and everything else that came afterwards was, wasn't as relevant. Um, and I, I hate that, that sort of, you know, mentality where whatever's happening right now isn't as good as, as what happened two years, four years, 10 years, whatever time frame you want to put on it. Because um, I, I, I refuse to believe that. It's just different versions of what has happened before. Obviously, everybody is copying one another at this point, but they're trying to put or their own interpretation of it. Um, obviously, you know, when bands and artists start, all they're doing is mimicking what has influenced them and they're wearing their hearts and their sleeves. And only after some time of being able to suck at the beginning, because everybody sucks at the beginning, like that's a reality. If you think you're going to be awesome when you first come out with whatever it is that you're doing, um, you know, you're delusional or young. Like that's just, that's what happens. Um, and only after time are you able to kind of develop your voice and be able to find out what, it, what your point of view is and what you're trying to get across. And obviously that sort of evolves. Um, and so, yeah, I don't want this show to be, you know, oh, back in the day, that was really cool. And then obviously only speak to people that are of my age. Or, you know, maybe a few years younger. It's like, that's why I wanted to bring on people like, you know, Jamie Morgan from Code Orange Kids. And he was, you know, I mean, I'm like almost 12 years older than that guy, um, if not if not more. And so just having people that are obviously young, relevant, still touring, doing all that type of stuff, um, you know, I, I really want to make sure that that is represented as well. Um, and also, I mean, just for my own sort of self-preservation, I want to stay relevant. And not from a selfish standpoint, but um, I just want to be active because this, this, this is what I've made my life around. Music and everything related to independent music. Um, and so I feel like the more I get involved with various aspects of it, the more relevant I can be. And therefore, I feel fulfilled. And I don't feel like a person who's on the outskirts and are like, oh, yeah, that dude used to do stuff or whatever. Um, because as much as you can kind of rest on your laurels, um, I realize that, you know, the bands I've played in are irrelevant to a lot of people now. And I totally get that. Um, and they are relevant to a certain age group and people that have discovered this music later on. Um, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, like the heyday, like, man, that was my, you know, that's this sort of like the high school football game where I threw seven touchdowns. I want people to know me from different aspects. And so that's another reason why I wanted to do the show and kind of, you know, showcase all these people, ex people's experiences for you. Um, and ultimately the last thing, and I promise we'll get to the interview is I want you, the listener to feel like you're hanging out with us as in myself and the, the person I'm interviewing. Um, there are so many podcasts I listen to where Someone says something, I'm driving in my car and I'm like, oh, I wish I could say something or you, I actually do respond to a question or be like, oh, that's bullshit or whatever. Um, I want you to have those responses as well. Um, I want you to feel like, oh, Ray, that's so stupid you said that. You should have asked this question um, or, oh, I totally agree with you. I want you to have those sort of reactions because, uh, you know, that way it sort of, it makes us weirdly connected. Um, and for the people who obviously take the next step and, you know, email the show or, you know, tweet at us or whatever, um, that just brings us that much closer. And obviously with how fractured our world is at this point, it's nice to have those connections. So anyways, 
enough of me. I apologize. Like I said, there's been a lot in my mind and I wanted to make sure that everybody was crystal clear on the way that, um, you know, like I said, the thesis statement of the show. Um, Billy Hamilton from Silverstein. Um, great dude. Known him for a very long time. And I was excited because he actually hit me up when he was coming out here for a wedding and said, I would love to be on the show because there's a lot of sort of transitions happening in my life that I feel like I want to talk about and, you know, sort of put out there to the world. And uh, I was really excited about it just because uh, not only, like I said, Billy is a great person, um, but he's uh, very intelligent about, you know, the way he approaches his life and his experiences. And um, yeah, I was just excited to kind of all sort it out through him and with him. So uh, yeah, here's the show. Enjoy. And I'll talk to you afterwards. Right. In being right. Being able to keep that going. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like to be able to sustain the sort of like because there's, I mean, no matter what stage you're in within a band, your life, whatever, it's all about finding that place and then trying to make that last as long as you possibly can. And then once you find out, or once you maybe have the wisdom to recognize that, like if it isn't sustaining, to be mm-hmm. able to either find how to transition out of that or find how to, you know, adjust your expectations. Absolutely. That's <laughs> and to exactly be able, what it is. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to be like, okay, like this is not where I expected to be at in my life, good or bad. But now I'm having to, you know, move the sliding scale up and down to be like, okay, like this is where I expected to be at 30. Cause I don't know, whatever people use those age mm-hmm. mile markers. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like I'm not there, but I'm, but I'm happy. Like I'm not bummed like yeah, with the decisions yeah. I've made or if I am. And I'm not here as well. Like I'm not right. at the other end of that where you look at other people your age or, you know, yeah, that haven't had the experiences. That's a big thing too. Um, I know that, uh, with all the like reunions and stuff, that yeah. whole bit with like nostalgia, and yep. you say that like you try to find a place and keep that going. Mm-hmm. That's like almost like it's almost backwards because mm-hmm. I think about like what would have happened if like if my band broke up after our biggest record, right? Like would like would we be coming back now and having people or in five years from now and having people like offer us more money to play shows because right we, we went away. But then what have I done in those last like six years that I would have yeah. missed out on, you know? Totally. There's totally. a bunch of bands that just did a reunion in, in our hometown. Uh, that was like for like, our life's sake and stuff. It was like, like for our life's sake, I ended up playing the one show, but the big show was like Grade and oh, um, yes, right, right, Grade right. and Monine and The Full Blast. Yep. And uh, and I mean, like those are like my best friends and like my biggest, my biggest uh, like influences, influences right, right, right. and peers and like the bands that we came up playing with mm-hmm. and... Uh, I mean, like the show was amazing and right. everyone in the, in the province was talking about it for yeah. a few months. And like those, those people like don't give a shit about my band anymore, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But do, like, would I, would I want to be there? Like right. I went to the show and it was amazing and I loved being a part of that. Right. Because that's like, but would you, I was, tra- yeah, would, would I trade right, right. what I've been through to have that like <clears throat> nostalgic, mm-hmm you know, success. Right. To have that sort of moment. Cause, and a lot of it too, like, cause you look at bands like that who, 
were honestly like forcefully had to transition out of their musical careers because it didn't sustain it from a financial sure, standpoint. Sure. Where it's like, you know, like, I mean, Monine was obviously sort of the, the, you know, whatever, the tail end before stuff was able to be, you know, successful to where, yeah, you can make a, a living besides just living off of tour. Right. You know, where it's right. like, oh, yeah, I was able to come home and, like, you know, actually, like, be able to pay the rent for the past three months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, great. Like, there, you know, there's no fucking way. Yeah, right. They just, they just had no, it was like, well, I mean, there's kind of money in this, but, yeah. like, yeah. it's it's definitely, yeah, it's interesting to be able to be like, oh, well, should I have what I wanted to trade those positions? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, usually I like to start off with like either my own personal experience with you and just kind of like the memories that I have attached to it yeah. where it's just like uh, the, from the first moment that I met you, it was one of those things where <clears throat> even though I had no, the only relationship I had with you was your, the, you know, honestly Silver Seed's first record, which um, I, I had no context for. So it's like right. you literally were just a band on victory that sang and screamed. Like sure. that was, that was to the extent of it. I really and we were shoved down your throat. I'm sure. Every, right. Like, oh, for sure. That. But, that point of victory was like the samplers and the ads and yeah, the totally. street team and everything was totally yeah, it was, was out there was inundated and so yeah. I, I honestly I didn't have an opinion one way or the other in regards to like if I thought you were you know terrible what I was just I, honestly I was indifferent it was just like oh Silverstein like there's this band it exists but then obviously I remember meeting you at Chain Reaction the Strike Anywhere show um, and you just you know you just came up to me and just like threw it all out there yeah. and it was having that sort of like uh, you know honesty or ability to put yourself out there like it's that's scary like i mean i don't care like i mean you know i don't care who you are or what level of work you respect a person for or even just want to go up to somebody and say hi yeah. like even though we are in the scene and it's like okay sure. to do that like i just you left an impression on me where i was just like like that's fucking cool and sort of to be like i said to be able to put out like yo i liked your band like we all like went to your shows and like kind of put it all in context yeah, for yeah. me and i didn't you know i didn't feel weird about it, it wasn't like who the fuck is this kid but yeah, i was right. like Oh, like, I, I mean, from that point on where it was like, obviously once taken didn't exist anymore. And then seeing the fact that it was like, okay, there's little strings that, you know, there's little experiences that we have left in these places that we played and it, you know, sort of pulled on certain yeah, people. Yeah. And it was just, it, it kind of really made me think like, oh, wow, like it did, you know, this band did impact people in a positive way. And, you know, we never, we're, we're, we're big, like sure, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And so... But like I said, it just really impressed upon me, like you putting yourself out there. And ever since then, like anybody that I've run across that's been like, oh yeah, you know, Bill, you know, Bill Berstein, like, you know, Bill from Silverstein, yeah. whatever. It was always like, it, 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 a lot of people have the same experience with you where it's like, you, you do, you do just like go up to people like, yo, like you're that person, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we were just talking about in the car and it's like it, that like did you i don't know like you just have no fear I think for that, that like I, well i think that 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 uh that kind of ties in with my my origin story right right right, right, right. Uh, which we're going to tap into right i mean um i think like i was always just a really excited kid <laughs> right like, right i just i and i i think i was a punisher like i i was you know like <laughs> i was that kid yeah, yeah. that went to shows that was like in the front row and I was like wearing a t-shirt and mm -hmm. I was like taking photos Yeah, yeah. and then I wanted to, like, I wanted to be everyone's friend. Like sure. that's something that I think like throughout my childhood, like I've, I always was, I, I always was just trying to, to fit in or to be, to uh -huh. be a part of something. Right. And that's like something that like within the scene I found like 
I was like, wow, like this is somewhere like that. I'm, I finally, I'm finally in. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And and I think that's like largely a part of um, why I was in Silverstein. I mean, the like the the guys will tell you the same that like we like the band started and I went and saw them play a couple times. I knew um, Josh really well. He was playing in a ska band that I uh, I hung out with him a few times uh-huh. through that. And then same thing with that though. It was like I was the I was like the only one at the show that like seemed. <laughs> seemed to be having fun. Right, So right. then he came up to me after the show and was like, hey, man, like, thanks a lot. Like, here's a copy of our demo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, sh- like, Shane played in a punk band. Uh, same thing, that, like, they, they all just kind of knew me as, like, that guy. Right. Um, overly enthusiastic Overly dude enthusiastic dude at the show, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm sure, I mean, like, that's, I'm sure once we met at Chain Reaction, yeah. uh, in that context, like you remembered me as being that guy at the Taken show, you know? Yeah, of course. In the front row, taking the photos, like right. singing along every word. And like, by no means was I like a talented musician mm-hmm. and like, like Silverstein had, uh, like Bry from Wilhelm Scream right. playing bass before me and mm-hmm. he's like the best bass player right. in the world. <laughs> he is very he is like, proficient. He is right. the, and like Shane had been playing music with him for 20 years or something. Right. And, uh, and he was just in like five bands at the time. Yeah. And uh, so Silverstein was like, oh, we're looking for a bass player. And I was like, I like this band. Yeah, right. this is great. Sure. Um, I, I got a bass. Like right. I can play, you know? Uh, and then like the fact of the matter was, is that I, like I couldn't. And uh, right. they taught me the songs and um, are like, our first few shows were like, I was like either super nervous or like super em- embarrassing. Like, right, right. I remember my first show ever. I like, uh, I think I told told you this on the last podcast. I like mm. knocked into the crowd and like knocked over my friend who had a broken leg. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. So, yeah, but yeah. You, were, you were just obviously so so to be so there, excited. Like. Yeah. So and that and I think that like lived on. I think even through like the first few years that we were touring. Yeah. And. Um, I think like I mean something else that we can we can touch upon. Uh, mm. I think that like got like got me and got our band some flack like for a while like after we'd been successful mm. that like like I was always just the guy that was like coming to shows and like people would be like how's it going man and they'd be like man it's so good like we just went on tour and like we just played the show and we just like right. yeah went to Europe and yeah, and yeah. like everyone thought that I was like like bragging yeah when I was just like an excited guy that was like. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's like June. And you're like, where has the time gone? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. I got to like accomplish all these other things. Take a moment. Focus on the things that obviously for one matter to you. But for two, look back. Be like, what have I done well? What have I done not so well? And maybe I can, you know, ask some friends and family for some help. But where I have always gone to in regards to figuring out what I can do better, therapy. Therapy is an incredible tool at your arsenal that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and entirely suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and then boom, you're done. 
It's great. And then if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch it at no additional cost. So take a moment, reflect on the things you've done, reflect on the things you want to do, and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Ray. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Yeah, you know? well, it's that's funny that you say it because yeah, I mean, I think that there's always like, I don't know, I mean, pe- people that make like cast judgments like that, I think they, they, they honestly just didn't know you, like yeah. they didn't know, you know, it's like these are maybe people you see like for 15 minutes at a show, right? And it's right. like you know, getting to know a person at a show that's like that's extremely difficult, <laughs> right? And it's like unless you're actually spending some you know decent time away from that venue with that person, so it's like, but I could easily see the other side where people are just like. Dude, that dude's fucking annoying. Like yeah, he's, you right. know, you're 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 overly enthusiastically annoying. Like right. because you're you're talking about all these smell. You're like, this is fun. This is cool stuff. But a part of it too is, uh, like I like like I said, like I like mm-hmm. wanted I wanted to be cool. Like right. I wanted these people to like be my friends. Sure. And so sure. I wanted to impress them. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, and I, I I know that there like came a time where like we we'd come back from touring for so long and like. Everyone in our town, all of our friends' bands were just like, like talking shit on us because, like, you know. And, and I, I like had heard specific stories where like someone's like, "Man, like, I like talked to that guy and like all he did was like go on about how sweet his tour was or something." It's right, like, right. That's because I'm like, you know, like, yeah, want to yeah. be excited about it. And it wasn't from a yeah, it wasn't right. from like a selfish, you know, braggadocio. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I was super young. Like, I started touring when I was uh, like, like, we were uh, we signed to Victory and went on our first tour. Like, I was had just turned eighteen. Right. So That's, I was like sixteen when yeah. I first started playing shows. Um, so I mean, I was very young going right. into that. And um, I think anybody that can reflect on that time, like being in a band and like, you know, being in a band from or being in a touring band from the ages of like, you know, 16 to 22, you do a lot of learning, but I mean, you're immature. You have yeah, no yeah. idea who you are yeah, like exactly. at all. And like yeah. you're, you're literally growing up in, you know, in the presence of obviously your band, but then in the context of all the bands that you tour with sure. and it's like, yeah, they may be around the same age, but people are developing at different times. Exactly, and yeah, 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 it's definitely, I mean, I, I just was having a conversation over the weekend where it was like, the idea of what your intentions are maybe internally, but versus maybe how it's expressed, then that's when, that's when shit goes wrong where right. people are like, Oh, like, Oh yeah. Bill, like, Bill's just bragging. Like that's yeah. all, but you're, you're just like, no, but I, I'm like, 
this is what I experienced. This was cool. I want you like me. And like, I think that's the best place to start. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so were you always like born and raised in yeah, sort of Southern yeah, Ontario I was, area? I was, uh, I was born in Burlington okay. um, and lived there um, pretty much for 20 years. Okay. Um, yeah. Like uh, was, was definitely like Burlington is like, it's a, like a suburban bubble. Yeah, as I kind of uh, like to look back now, right. um, and I mean, I was like born into uh, a very like big house. Um, my mom didn't work. My dad, um, you know, made all the money. And what did your What did your dad do? He uh, he did like construction and oh, okay. um, car- and he he like had a carpet business for a long time. Um, Got it. And so I didn't really have a relationship with my dad for. Um, when I was a kid, just because he was always so busy with work, he was never around. Right. My mom was uh, was you know raising raising us, and uh, my dad was like you know paying the bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my parents got divorced um, when I was between kind of seven and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they That's when like the went process, back. Yeah, yeah, went back and forth. It like started off. I went and I spent a year living up north in Collingwood, which is like uh, two hours north of Toronto, uh, okay. with my grandparents. Um, oh wow! So like, did, yeah. you, you have a you have a younger brother? Or? I have an older brother. Older, older brother, right. I'm the youngest. In the okay. Family, so, um, and there was just kind of a day where my parents got into a fight, and like the police came, and we just had to kind of like grab our shit and leave. Oh jeez! And um, uh, then we stayed up there for like nine or ten months, and mm-hmm. then uh, came back, and then like my my for the next couple of years, my like mom and dad were like. My dad would be, we'd be staying in the house, but my dad would kind of come and go. Right. And then they, they, um, split and, um, my dad kind of like disappeared for a while and, uh, mm-hmm. his like company went under and, um, uh, we kind of had to start, start from scratch. Wow. Yeah. Um, like as a, so you were basically, you were living with your mom, your dad would occasionally pop in. Yeah. And, right. So essentially you like you and your mom and the, like it was both your brother and sister yeah, as well. Right. You guys were all essentially just kind of starting over as a unit. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have like. Did you have any comprehension? Because I mean, I'm, my parents were divorced when I was like mm-hmm. four. Like, so how how was that? Like, did you have a comprehension because like your older siblings were kind of like, "Yo, this is what's happening." And kind of, like, yeah. I think I knew what was happening, and mm-hmm. I I had such an obscured uh, relationship with my dad, anyways, mm-hmm. that it that it was it didn't it didn't really like it didn't not make sense. Like it, it right? Was, I my mom had raised me and. I kind of knew that my dad wasn't there. And then when he was gone, it was like no real difference. And and like, right. like I was a, I was like an awkward kid because of it, because like I wasn't playing sports. I didn't have like my dad. Yeah. Like I, I was like kind of like the kid without a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, that was like weird for me. And that was hard for me uh, making friends that like put a big like target on me for like being picked on. Right. Um, and like I said, I was always kind of just trying to find like a, like a group to fit into and I didn't. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like an awkward chubby kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always really enthusiastic, really excited, like really emotional. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like, um, my parents, you know, got divorced around like eight or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a brother who's three years older than me, mm-hmm. you know, he starts getting into high school. Um, you know, and we were always into, um, like we, we we got really into like Nirvana mm-hmm. and stuff in like the early nineties, um, Smashing Pumpkins, like all that kind of grunge boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was all like stuff that was on the radio, so it was accessible. But right. then once he got into high school, he like really got into um, 
you know, like no effects in Operation Ivy. Uh-huh. Um, and so he he was kind of the he discovered this stuff and it started to like obviously filter down to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I used to like sneak into his room and like tape his tape his tapes and you know, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and like the one thing that I did do um, was like I, I would like ride bikes with my friends, mm-hmm. um, but none of my friends went to my school. So it was like all oh. all the friends that I had. I didn't have friends at school. I had friends like that I would hang out with on the weekends. Did you go, like? Did them... you go like to? Uh, I mean, you obviously well, went to I, a different school. I went to a couple different schools. Was the thing too because we had moved around because of the divorce. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I kind of had some friends, and then I had to leave. I went up to my grandparents, and then I came back, and they, you know, I was you got, yeah, you got them. yanked out. I got of you, yanked right? out a few times. I got like put into a different school because it was the school my brother was in, oh. uh, and my mom like could only afford to take us to one school. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. So I was kind of in and out of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, around the time that I was, my brother was going to high school, I was probably in like grade, you know, seven, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of started kind of tugging on his coattails and following him around. Yeah. He hated that. I and, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I had, well, especially like a three year difference. Like right, it, it's right. like, there's really weird. There has to be some dividing line where it's like, I feel that, like, you know, if there's, like, maybe a year, year and a half between you and your sibling, like, you kind of feel like you're a part of the same thing. Right. But then if it's, like, that two to three years, that's when it's, like, dude, you're fucking annoying me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. So, (laughs) um, and there was, there was this really great, uh, program. We were actually talking about it as a band the other day that, uh, Uh um, was called Friday Night Live. And it was, like, the city would put on shows, uh, in the summer, Uh every Friday night that was, like, at some kind of outdoor, like, heavily heavily supervised community park or community center or something, and Uh local bands would play. And I kind of got tapped into, like, the local scene from that element. And Mm -hmm. then I knew that my brother was, like, going to shows. There's this place called the Yellow Sub, Mm -hmm. Yellow Submarine. Okay. And um, that he was going to shows at the Yellow Sub, and I went to see his band play, and I was kind of like, oh, this is, like, a whole new, like, rock club kind of place. And, uh... And that's where I got kind of tapped into the local scene, um, started like get, getting into bands like Grade and Jersey, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a bunch of the guys from Boys Night Out. They had a bunch of old bands like um, Gym Class Joke was Connor's old band, okay. and they were like I saw them really early on. Like I was probably in grade eight, mm-hmm. saw them in Grade play at like a record store, and this was just like my first into like hardcore, for right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to, it, to it, local music. And that was where I saw, like, things, like, people didn't pick on me and they weren't judging me. And, they like, I just kind of fit into that. Uh-huh. And then I took to that and took that back to high school. And I was, like, going to different high schools where there wasn't as many people that were involved in that. Right. Um, one thing as well, I had moved into, like, the north side of town mm-hmm. um, and went to a Catholic school there. And oh, okay. Everyone there, like, came from rich families that, like, played sports. They were, like, super into partying. Um, we had, like, I was from the south side of town, so I didn't know anyone. And um, I didn't, like, go to Catholic school all my life. It was just, like, in this in this one. Right. And I just was, like, just stuck at, like, a sore thumb to, right. like, how all these kids were raised. And, like, while I was, like, raised in that kind of privileged lifestyle, mm-hmm. I had been removed from it for a few years at that point that I just, like, was nothing like these people. Right. And at that point in, like, the, the music scene, I'd, like, got into, like, you know, I, I was, you know, 13 or 14, and I'd been, like, oh, I guess, like, my, I think my, my, the thing, too, my mom, like, did a really good job of keeping me out of trouble. 
Okay. Um, she like kept me in a lot of like you know clubs and programs. Well, because like, it sounds like the, the way that you're describing yourself as a person, like you are you are a t- like a type A typical case of a person that could easily fall into the wrong crowd, right? Like, just because you were so eager to obviously find something yeah. you could latch onto, yeah. That it, I mean, like I said, you'd just be like, oh, cool, like you know, here's marijuana, boom, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, that's exactly, and and that's like I think I recognize that myself. At such a young age, and then wow. I got in. I got into the punk scene, and mm-hmm. while my mom, I think my mom was even like, "Oh, like, you know, he's getting into this like punk crowd. Right, like, right. We got to send him to Catholic school, so he has to wear a uniform. Oh, you know, that's okay. that's like what it was as well. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And with, with the fact that your mom obviously had yourself and two other siblings, like, you know, she had her hands full. Like, what was she? She was working at the time then. Too? Yeah, and my, my mom did end up getting remarried. Um, okay. When I was like 13 or 14, so I had this like new guy coming into my life as well, and he was getting me into uh, my mom's um, my stepdad now. He's uh, uh-huh. he played like professional lacrosse for years, so oh, he started. Okay. He was coaching lacrosse, so I started playing lacrosse. But I like had never really played sports like that. And oh yeah, yeah. I, if you don't develop those sort uh, yeah. of like you know play baseball at age seven, like, right? Yeah, it's tough. So I was kind like... of getting into that, and then I knew I knew some kids from my lacrosse team that went to my school. But then uh-huh. once I got to school, they weren't my friends. Um, they could interact with you in this context, yeah. but then once you crossed over, like oh, no, totally. Was... So the like I had a really just like traumatic high school experience, but at the same time too, through that like the, the like going to shows on weekends was like my escape, right. and that is where I just fully like dove into here's all my like, energy yeah yeah right. i'm not i'm not putting anything i'm i'm not investing anything in high school right just because you were and it, i mean honestly with you getting picked on was it just like was it symptomatic of just like yo i'm i'm i'm, I'm a large kid and that's kind of what's happening i was like, a target for sure yeah and okay. the thing is that i probably all the people who picked on me i tried to be their friend at some point so, so it was like it was like that like sort of uh, you know from a, a victim abuse angle yeah, where it was yeah. like you know you you get you get beat up but then you're like but I still like you you're pretty cool like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I liked it. like what are you doing for lunch yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That, and I could easily I mean you you definitely see kids like that in high school and like how they you know they can obviously go down a road where it's just like oh like you 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 lose yourself in that you right know? like whatever it is that you dive into you you lose yourself if it obviously is destructive but sure so well, my, my last year of high school i like ended up changing to a, a school that a lot of my friends went to and nice. having a, you know finishing off in a better experience getting more into kind of arts programs like um they had like a lot of photography classes i was into that kind of thing right um and i just i just you know paired that with uh going to shows uh right. taking photos i started making a zine um, oh, I was nice. playing in the band and that just, I think that just like built my, uh, personality in, within the scene as to like people that kind of knew me as like the, the village idiot started to like, be like, man, this, this kid's like really got some heart and he really cares. And he like really is a, like, is a part of this and wants to be here. And like, yeah, like I was, I was contributing everything that I had to the scene. Yeah. Um, which that, I mean, that, that's cool. And that's, it's funny. Cause it's like, I never, honestly, I never knew like your mom was such an important part of your life as far as like, you know, the sort of central parent. Yeah. And it's like you, um, I mean, there are, there are a ton of similarities with like how you and I are in regards to just like, you know, how emotional, like, yeah, yeah like total heart in the sleeve. Like, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. I will, I will cry at a drop of a hat. Right. Like, if, if it is something that's obviously you well, know, that's, somewhat traumatic. I actually, uh, I cried like every every single time yeah until i was like about 17 and uh-huh. i haven't cried since interesting yeah was that and that that would 
like if you cried like that's like literally the last I time cried. I can remember yeah like, I think you know what and I probably have cried since then but the right. last time that I really remember crying was when I asked my parents if I could take off two weeks of high school to go on my first tour and they said no oh. and I just started bawling and yeah, I just yeah. didn't stop and and like they were they you were, were trying to, they right? were like trying to calm me down and I just wouldn't stop and they they like didn't understand how important it was to me that like I'm playing in a band and that we've been asked to like go to Halifax on tour. Right. And I, I just cried and cried and cried. And finally they like said I could go and I just didn't stop crying. <laughs> like I was just like, it took me like a week to calm down. <laughs> you had to like, yeah. You had to like wind yeah, yourself right. down. That's uh, funny. That's funny. And then I must've just like somehow shut it off. Right. And, you know, <laughs> that was like the breaking point where it's yeah. just like, I got it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And so the, uh, yeah, obviously, as you started, so like Silver Scene is technically your very first band. Yeah, I mean, I was I was in fifty bands uh, that never played shows that had websites and and had really bad names. And um, uh, <laughs> what, what was the, what was the one that you before Silver Scene? What was the one that you were kind of most, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, like proud of in the sense of whether it was like what you were creating musically or like yo, like. I'm, I mean, obviously, it seems like every band you were like, this yeah. is the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, like, which one are you, are you most proud of that you would obviously reveal the band name and sort of what you well, sound I, like? Well, I mean, I could, I could give you, like, you know, 40 awful band names and, <laughs> and like, ideas, but then right. those bands had, like, you know, zero band practices. Oh, um, okay. I, I remember that I had a fake band for so long <laughs> that wasn't, like, we, we had a website. We never had, we had members. We, everyone played instruments, but we never actually got together. Okay. And uh, that band was called Fat Bill's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I was Fat Bill. And sure. my, Fat Bill was my name on, uh, on the, like, local message board. Oh, and, okay. Um, <laughs> Fat Bill, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's actually funny because, like I said, like, I kind of, de- like, developed a bit of a reputation as, like, being a guy that people liked after like people kind of thought I was a bit of a clown. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember one of the first like big, like if you think of like the, the local message board, like as like our personal, like B9 board. Right. Of course. Um, one of the first, uh, one of the first like major like drama issues on that. Some guys who ended up like, I still keep in touch with them these days. <laughs> right. Uh, they, someone was like, man, like as a joke, like just what's with that fat bill guy? Like he's such an idiot. Like he wears that like stupid messenger bag. Like, right, right, right. Uh, and then a bunch of like guys who were in like cool bands were like, Hey man, like I like that guy. Uh, so like oh. you shouldn't pick on it, you know? And yeah. that just like caused, and then those guys band thought that like, the other guy's band wouldn't let them play shows anymore and like turned into a huge thing. It was like, you're either with Bill or you're yeah, against exactly. him. Exactly. And, and I was like, I was like, okay, man, like, I guess these, I guess I like finally made some yeah, friends. I guess you know? I'm like, part, part of something, uh, yeah. whatever that may mean. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that was my like kid from the Sandlot moment, you know? Like, Dude, yeah, that's a huge moment. Yeah, like, when you right. have, like, yeah, I, I, that is interesting where it's like you, you feel. Like, the first time a person's like, says something either complimentary or, like, kind of, like, yeah, like you said, does stand up for you. You're kind of like, oh, that's – and when you're not used to – I mean, I don't think anybody is used is used to compliments, you know. It's like people don't know how to take it or whatever. But then when it's, like, when it's something genuine does happen, it's kind of like, oh, like that little light bulb goes off in your head. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's nice. Like, yeah. I appreciate that. But I had uh, I had two bands that like only lasted like enough to play like a high school talent show. Okay. Um, one was a ska band called Ch- uh, Change of Pace. Okay. Not a Change of Not Pace. Not right. Because Change of Pace right, was right. Yeah, a band that came later. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had I was one of two singers. It was me and a girl. Okay. Um, 
and we covered Real Big Fish at oh, the that's uh, huge. yeah at this this and, and played some originals. Okay. Um, and then we had another band called Day by Day. Okay. That are, like the guys from that band are like still some of my best friends, like That's that I've awesome. known for fifteen years or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, we still like make jokes about having Day by Day like practice and reunion shows. And <laughs> we stuff, should, so. Yeah, we should we should meet up and yeah, yeah right, toss right. toss around some of the old songs. So, but then yeah, like joining Silverstein was like very like I I was had no business being in a band. <laughs> right, right. And so the, you joined that, like, was that your senior year that you, um, or was Yeah, it? I, I guess I was in, like, um, uh, grade 10 or 11, so it would, it would have been, like, my junior year. Your junior year, um, okay, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the thing, too, is that um, a lot of the other guys had just, either were just finishing high school or um, were actually already in college. And um, mm-hmm. uh, Rich, who was our original guitar player, uh, had gone to school in Victoria. Okay. And... Um, I saw some of his like last shows. I mean, he he played like ten shows, and I saw some of his like last shows uh, before going to school. Right, and that was when I first like got really in the band. I like bought the demo and the t shirt. Yeah, and then he went away to school, and then he was coming back for Christmas. And you know, they had lined up some shows to play while he was home for Christmas, mm-hmm. and that was when like Bry was going to be on tour with the Full Blast or one of his other oh, bands. Got it, and. Um, uh, they were like, oh, well, we need a bass player for these shows. And so that's when I got put into the mix. That was one of those things where it just kind of happened too fast. That, like, right. it was it was kind of, like, quicker to um, teach me the songs and, like, get, like, get through it rather than, right. like, trying to, you know, we'd, they'd already put enough investment in, like, the two days that we had for me to learn the songs. Yeah, yeah. So um, did that, and then Rich went back to school, and then uh, he kind of called us up one day and was just like, yeah, guys, like, I don't think I'm going to come back. Like, Right. That is, yeah. This is this is really tough to work out. And so you, you were, obviously, once you were kind of bitten with this, like, in high school, like, you had no aspirations to really do anything besides, like, this is what I want to do. I want yeah, to but it wasn't, it wasn't really I want to be in a band like I was never that kid that was like I'm gonna be a musician when I grow up because like those kids usually take like lessons you know right. like, I, like I was just like I want I want like to do anything that involves me like yeah like going to shows and being involved with music like I just you want to do something I, really, creative. I really took to music but I never um, like I never considered it a viable option for me interesting and um once I started playing in the band I just thought that was the coolest thing ever and then, right. then we got asked to go on tour and then, like, next thing you know, I'm a professional musician and I'm, like, touring internationally, you know? Like, right, right, right. That it just all kind of happened and I was never really prepared for it and I never really had that expectation, I think, was the main thing. That's in that, yeah, like, yeah. And, I mean, so many people talk about it, how it's, like, a different vibe these days and how new bands, like, have, you know, managers and gear endorsements and all this stuff before they, like, play a show. Right. Um, but I really, like, did not think I was going to play music, like, right. you know? The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. 
Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Yeah, you yeah, you weren't yeah, that I I like how you put that where it's just right. like this wasn't something where it's like, you know, you saw a guitar when you were two years old and you're like, That's my dream. Yeah, like that's right. where I want to end up. Right? Everyone's the kids say I wanna be a, a firefighter, I wanna be a baseball player. Yeah. I was never saying, Oh, I wanna be a rock star. Right. I right. did like jump around with hockey sticks pretending I was gonna play guitar when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't like once I got into the scene, I like I always saw myself on on the side of like in, in the crowd, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, I mean that's cool. I I think honestly, like that. I mean, I think that plays well into what you know. Well, obviously, what we want to talk about in regards to um, you know, like you know, where you're at in your life and where you know. I, this was a conversation I was having actually just this past weekend with like people, like you know, people in bands that are still existing that have existed for a while, and people that are in bands currently that you know are they're whatever in, in a level of stasis where they're not really going like it's unclear what they're going to do next, but just having these conversations of like, okay, as you're, you know, as you're, you know, when you start to play independent music and you start to develop an identity where it's like, you are, you know, I I was Ray for Ray from take it, Mm -hmm. you know, you're Bill from Silverstein. And like, you have these, you know, Bill Verstein, Bill Verstein. Yes, (laughs) exactly. It has taken on its own form. (laughs) Exactly. It's been mashed together, but it's like, so (laughs) you have this identity and it's formed and it's obviously formed when, everybody is trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. And it's like, you have this easy thing to plug in yourself to, whether it's like, you know, it is a band or whether it's like, oh, I'm straight edge, I'm vegan, whatever. Like when you apply these labels to yourself. And then once you have to start sort of adapting to those labels in regards to like, okay, well, this is, you know, I I will be known for something else after I'm done with this. Like, you know, because obviously, like you said, you were never, all right, I want to be in the Rolling Stones. Like you knew there was an end point for this. Mm -hmm. Like, Obviously, you've just because it was introduced to you at such an early age, you've never been able to like think beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, that's a huge thing for me. And the last right. like the last couple years, and more so the last couple months, have been like that. Like, oh shit! Like what? Like I got to be an adult now. You yeah, know? yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and that I've been living like a teenager since I was a teenager. <laughs> that now I'm 28 years old, and I'm like, oh, oh wait a minute. Like, yeah, yeah. This is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is, and like, what, you know, when is this going to end and what, what happens when, the, when this ends and right. like, like when, when is it supposed to end? And I think a lot of it too was, um, like leading up to the like last few months, I guess, like even just mm-hmm. until the beginning of this year, I think it got to a point where it was almost like, like, am I supposed to know when this is going to be over? And like, am I supposed to be prepared for this? Am I, am I supposed to like, is, is, is the band just going to break up or like, am I supposed to like, am I supposed to say stop? Like who's supposed to say stop, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I just got really scared a couple of years ago and I was like, right. man, like I don't really know how to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think about like, well, what do I, what do I like to do and what do I want to do? And like, you know, here's things that I've, you know, I used to run a zine and I like have done some 
like very minimal writing mm-hmm. um, on on blogs and stuff, or right. you know, I'm interested in music in so many different ways, and I'm interested in like art in different ways. Mm-hmm. But is that something I would make a career out of? Like, would I want to like work at a magazine? Is that like even something that's going to exist in five years? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's been like a big thing. And I mean, sure, there has I mean there has been things. Uh, I told you I started working in a bar, uh-huh. um, which is like I haven't had a job like since I was in high school. Right, right. And and it's like you said, like, making money, like, I've been making decent money being in a band, but, like, when you come home for four months to make a record, Mm -hmm. like, like, I've certainly been making money from, like, touring, and, like, either the tour makes money or it doesn't, you know? Right. So, when you come home for four months and, like, money's not coming in, and I'm just, like, hanging out. Yeah. Like, spending money every day. Right. Like, not that, like... Not that that's like like I, I'm I'm sure if I if I had planned my year better yeah then I could like I could sustain, sustain myself it. sure sure but when I'm like coming home and not making money like I'm like man like it would probably be good for me to get a job so I could like make some money while I'm at home yeah and not be out every night like because I'm bored otherwise you yeah know? yeah because like, yeah. I'm home and I don't really know like I don't really have any thing to fit into you know I I don't have a girlfriend I don't like right. have a family that like. I come home and I fit into some sort of normal life. And, like, yeah, like, guys in the band were, like, getting married and buying houses and, like, settling in that sort of way. And I was kind of like, you know what? I don't really have anything to fit into. And, like, I was – I kind of was uh, seeing someone for a few months Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And, like, that all kind of fell apart Mm -hmm. um, while I was on tour at the beginning of the year. And that just was even more of an eye-opener that, like, man, I really got to grow up one of these days, you know? Like Mm – um, well, I think a lot, I mean, I, I've equated this a lot in, in the podcast where it's like a lot of people don't understand that like, you know, t- touring is a suspended state of animation. Yeah. Like you're put in this world that, you know, obviously you're, you're existing in all these different cities for, you know, a very short period of time. And it's like there, life clearly goes on without you. Like, you know, when I say yeah. well, like when you're back, like yeah, home, yeah. whatever home is like life will go on and continue if you're not there. Right. Um, and so it's really hard to like have those things, whether it's like, you know, what, or you're owning property or some sort of roots that could obviously connect you to what quote unquote real life is supposed right. to be. So it's like, I think that's interesting that it's like, obviously you, you saw everything that's happening and like, you know, you, you want, you want to feel connected. Cause like you said, you never were like, I like, I can't wait to write musician on my customs form. Right. Like, right. because that was never like the plan you know the overall grand scheme that it's like you know having having a job at a bar while it may sound unfulfilling to people who are just like dude i just want to play fucking music yeah, the rest of my yeah. life like i remember one it, of the more not to interrupt but like, i just remember one of the most interesting stories i always heard was like you know like mastodon it's like those dudes for the whatever the first two records in between tours like i think i can't remember what member but he would just go home and work at a bagel shop yeah like his the bagel shop he worked at ever since he was like 17 and right. it's like he did that because Either maybe I mean, because maybe money was tight, like you were saying, and also to feel like oh, like I'm returning back to this. yeah. That's exactly, and it's not even like I've I made more money last year than I've ever made. Yeah, and I like that's not the thing. It's mm-hmm. like more so that like what is my purpose when I'm at home? What is yeah. my and I you know you can only have so many going away parties and welcome home parties. <sighs> yeah, you know it's one thing to like kind of come home and be like oh hey guys. I'm home, like, be my friend, like, let's hang out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that I'm, like, fortunate to have, like, some very great friends, and I have, like, right. really important pe- people in my life that I see 
on a daily basis when I'm home. Yeah. But I have so many friends that like don't know when I'm home and gone and they lose track. And yeah. I kind of have to like, I'll be like, oh, I'm home. Like, let's hang out. They'll be like, oh, well, I got this and this and this and this and this. Right. Let's try and fit this. And I just hate to be that guy that's like always nagging on my friends to hang out. Yeah. So that was yeah, no, no one that's it's a huge line because there are there are certain times where it's like that happens and then you're just people are so annoyed by you being like like dude i'll fucking call you yeah i can right, hang out right. and then you're just like all right whatever and it just yeah, it, yeah. it causes that weird rift between sure. one another sure and, and again yeah, again uh, another thing that i th- thought about was like what you know what would i ever want to do mm. if this was going to stop and like something we talked about big on the last podcast i was on was you know i'd started uh, getting into beer yeah and um that kind of being a, a connoisseur was like something that I was like really excited in. And like, right. I, you know, use my, uh, you know, interest in like record collecting to kind of collect beer and stuff right, like that. Right. And I think that's something that, I mean, I've always like loved vegan food and, right. um, I thought I was like, well, maybe I want to like open my own like bar or restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, I've been to like so many bars, so many restaurants. I've seen so much in the world, like that it should be easy to just like, you know, right. bring collect that, an experience right, and right. bring that and, and, you know, put the best thing into a place that I feel like, you know, needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, wait, I don't know the first thing about working on a bar, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know the idea behind it, but I don't know how to, ex- yeah. Yeah. Just, and yeah. so, so I started working at uh, this place in Toronto called Sneaky D's. Oh, it's nice. a, it's a pretty like, uh, it, you know, it's a Toronto institution. It's been open for 25 years. Yep. Uh, they do shows there. Um, it's like the place that everyone goes to get nachos it's, after yeah. shows, you know? Um, it's an amazing place. And, uh, you know, the staff there are my friends. The owners are my friends. Um, it's it's a very flexible place for me to be like, oh, hey, I need, you know, this weekend off because I'm, you know, going to a wedding in L.A. Or, or yeah, I yeah. need, I need uh, this two weeks off because we're going to Southeast Asia to play a tour. Right. Um, it's also a place, too, where, like, um, pe- like, people that work there, a lot of them are, are artists and musicians and are doing things and they're working, um, you know, that this serving job or bartending job is is their like you know main source of income right and they're kind of saying to me like oh, wait a minute like you're in a band and you're you like you make money like living right and this is not your like number one source of income and i'm just like yeah like you know i i guess i like you know i've been making money playing music for 10 years now or whatever and right i don't like i want to be here because i want i want to learn what you know what it takes to run a place and right. how that will influence my life as an adult sure. as opposed to just being that kid that like yeah. went on tour and you know grew up right right and then, yeah then you're left with like you're, you're left like we were talking about earlier where it's like you're left without a quote-unquote identity where it's just like i am known as this person and then like once that once that entity stops existing where i mean same same thing can be said for a person with a job you know and it's like or an actor or an actress yeah. where it's like you, know, you, you see so many failed child actors and actresses yeah, yeah. and it's like, cause they can never transition out of that because right. they don't know how, you know, it's either whatever, there's millions of circumstances that can prevent that. But once this entity stops to exist, what will I, what will I be comfortable to stand on and be known as? And yeah, like, yeah. And, and to be known as like, even just like on a small microcosm, not to the fact that like, Oh, once this band ends, that I need to start another band because that's like, that's all I know. Yeah. Or I need to be a tech or I need to like, you know, right. Do like something to stay, uh, stay involved in the touring world. Totally. Right? Totally. And that's what, like, I, I mean, it, I think anybody that obviously does it for a prolonged period of time feels like they, um, they have to do that in order to, you know, be relevant or whatever. And it's like, you, uh, I look at my life and I look at like, 
I mean, it, ta- it takes work to, to be involved. Mm-hmm. Like the older you get, the harder it is to, yeah. you know, pipe, pipe yourself into essentially youth culture. Right. And because I care about it in the same way that I know that you care about it, like we work for that. And like, that's like, you know, whereas other people, as they grow old and like you, you, you know, you see people give up on the, whatever they're passionate about because that is so much work. Like it's yeah. almost more, it's almost more work to be involved than it is to, well, I know that <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more work to be involved than it is to just be like, just cut off and disconnect and, you know, go about your normal life. Right. And so it's, it's, it's funny that you're on the flip side of that where you're just like, yeah, I'm working here because I want to be in, involved in this area. And like, right. there's other people who are just like, I would kill to be where you're at. Yeah, right. But it, it, that's exactly it. And it's, and that, and that too only makes me more appreciative yeah. of what I've, the, it gives the you perspective. great opportunity. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And that's, that was my whole point in, in doing it. And, um, while I think that, um, all of this kind of, kind of came about this summer, yeah. like this, the, like, seven to 10 months that we've been touring leading up to all this has been like some of the the best, most, like I've been the most appreciative of the things we've got to do. You know, we've, we've played in like 30 countries this year yeah. and that like, I, I couldn't be more excited to like, be like, Oh yeah, I went to Russia and like right. we went and there was like, like hundreds of kids at the show. Yeah. And like we went and saw like the Kremlin, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah, you're, you're it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, whatever that saying that like youth is wasted on the young yeah where it's like yeah like i mean i think people that you i think people that obviously have a perspective in regards to like you know being a band being in a band isn't my end game Mm -hmm. and like you are able to experience these things and like be able to you know extract some enjoyment out of it but it's like if i were to be like all right ray if you could take your 30 year old mentality and put it towards your 20 year old self yeah, like you said you'd right. be able to be like soak it in a little bit more right and, right totally. i mean whether or not that like that enjoyment would be heightened or not whatever right. i mean that's hypothetical but that's funny that you're like and able to like enjoy that more the main thing too i think is that um i don't think that like owning a bar or restaurant is my end game either right and i don't think that that's like a plan b or a yeah. like i it's 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 just some sort of uh, vehicle for me to grow up a little more, you know, yeah. is that making these realizations and taking these steps gains me that perspective. Like I don't, I don't see the end of our band. Right. Um, like I'm, I'm like really excited for our new record and for right. our, our, you know, tours where we have lined up and these kind of things like more so than ever, because now I'm like, cool. Like, I don't have to like work till 4am at the bar, you know, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be cool to just like go back to, you know, Texas and like, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, yeah. Like you said, it's like, obviously like you lit up when I said perspective, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it all kind of yeah. joins up. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to hit on before we sort of wrap things up where it was like, I've always, I mean, I've always found this interesting uh, about, you know, you and the rest of the band in regards to kind of what we were talking about where it's like, yeah, we'd love to tour with these bands, but they don't like us. Like, and when I say don't yeah. like you, like, and not even like in a negative connotation, but just like two separate worlds. They yeah. don't understand where you're coming from. I, I think what the the thing is, that it's, it's it's like two separate worlds, but almost for them more than for us. Because sure. the way that it is for us, is it's like, man, like, like we love these bands and like we go see these bands. Like, I like... 
I, I guess like anyone who knows me and like goes to shows in Toronto, like right. if there's like a hundred people at the show in Toronto, like I'm going to be there. Right. You right. know, like, <laughs> and whether that's a new band or an old band or whatever, yeah. like, so there's all these bands and it's like, man, like I really feel like this band is like doing what Silverstein started to do 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, like we talked, we were talking about a lot of dispute earlier and it's yep. just like, like, that's like, that like super emotional, super dynamic, like yep. uh, heavy and soft, like that. That's yeah. like what our band started as, and like I don't know, I don't really. It's hard harder for me to see the difference of where they are and where we went or whatever. Right. But that's definitely the place that we both came from, and right. I see that, and they don't see that. Yeah. And and I think that that's like that's exactly what it is. Is that we're somehow a part of something that they aren't, aren't a part of that they And it's, I'm, I just use them as an example. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, we're a part of something that they're not a part of and they don't want to be a part of. Right. And not that I'm not grateful for what I'm a part of. Because that's the thing, too, is I don't want to be this, like, old, jaded dude that's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, I hate the bands we tour with and, like, I only want to, like, yeah. play I'd love to cool tour band. with, like, Hot Water like, Music 24-7. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But you right. know what I mean? We toured with Hot Water Music and no one came to the show. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 definitely, like, uh, and, and like, I mean, I, I referenced, I'll keep them nameless now, but, like, some bands that we've played shows with and that we've toured with and, like, like, they are like sweet people they're really right. like they're, i have you know good times hanging out with these people but it's almost like man we just come from not the same place like mm-hmm. and how like how are we here together now uh right playing music and like how does our music fit with this and like but that doesn't mean that i'm like not appreciative of being there and like right. that i'm or not, that you're like, making the most of it and like right. having a great time with these guys you know what i mean yeah like, you're, you're not just, see that it, it i i really like that you said that because you're yeah. not separating yourself from the experience like you're right. not looking at these bands uh you know judging them writing them off and being like whatever like they're they'll exist in their own kitty world they'll be done whatever all the jaded thoughts of yeah, like oh yeah. they're they'll be fucking done in two years whatever like yeah. all those all those barriers that you can put up you're you're able to just kind of you know whatever look at them as you're walking by and be like okay yeah i can think that i can think that but i'm not gonna let that inhibit my experience because like they they are like you said they're sweet people they Mm -hmm. have and most importantly i think they can look at a person like you or your experience and be able to see like oh like maybe they'll have a better understanding of where you came from or like what a band that existed before them like you'll give them that context of history you know and that's like that's yeah, that's really important that, you know, sort of lead by example where it's like, oh, yeah, well, like, this is how we are. This is right. what we've done. This is how we exist as a band. Because I think, I think most bands want want to exist for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact that you guys have been able to do that, you know, whether or not they know they look up to you, they probably are like, oh, that's, a, that's an interesting, mo-. like, that's right. an interesting way they've been able to sort of get to that goal mm-hmm. or whatever. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's funny. So <laughs> just the, just the idea of like, and I think every band gets to that point where they want to be part of a different scene or, or right. you know, just tour with different bands, but it's just like, oh, well, we're not on their radar or like we're, yeah, or that yeah, just yeah. doesn't, doesn't happen. Um, and sort of to, yeah, to wrap things up in a little somewhat nice and neat bow, um, the, you know, 
evolution as a person and an individual and like we were saying all these things that get either applied to by yourself or applied to you just based on like what it is that you do and then now that you're moving you know you're moving forward kind of with a you know better perspective and not, you know not so much like like you said a sort of oh shit moment where it's like yeah you feel like you have some sort of semblance of like an idea of how your life will exist, you know, without one or two things, because that's will always happen in life. Right. Um, and so the, the sort of, you know, the gratefulness that you have now, like, is it one of those things where um, you're going to be able to apply that directly to, you know, the band or whatever it is that you do besides that, because you have that perspective. That's, that's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah. I think um, like exactly. And, and, this kind of like shit hitting the fan, like, Oh shit moment, like is, is so much like deeper than we could even like scratch the surface on. Right. And there's like so much, like, I feel like we've probably been talking for over an hour and I feel like we could talk for six. (laughs) Totally. totally. uh, And we talked about like all that family stuff. Like I like, I I, like just started hanging out with my dad for like the first time in like 10 years. Really? And like, that's a whole nother thing. That's like, man, like I've, I've probably just like, treated this in my mind as some sort of roadblock or some sort of problem or some reason that we're, we're we don't have a relationship and then like when he almost dies and i'm like man like i i really like should probably hang with my dad yeah you know yeah and then well you need you need those moments yeah right exactly yeah. and then and then to kind of be like man like i'm not a kid anymore and i like don't i really have no beef i have no like reason to like avoid this right like and then now like i'm like actually really getting along my dad and yeah and like he's he's like really really stoked like he he's like really into like going to like nascar races in the states he's uh-huh. got like a rv so okay. he's like man we gotta go like rv and i'm like yeah okay yeah. <laughs> like, let's take things <laughs> but then I'm, but then i'm thinking too i'm like oh it'd be so awesome to like go and go to a, like a, a nascar race with my dad and then be able to like take him to some restaurant that i know from that part of the world like right. you know to be able to say, okay, this is something you like. Well, here's something that I like. Right. And be able to make a here's trip a sh- out of that. Yeah, here's a shared yeah. experience. But then again, you said too, like we're talking about this perspective thing. And like there's there's kind of a level that he's trying to kind of be like, oh, well, like here's here's like what went wrong and why. Like uh-huh. and trying to explain, you know, the, the ways that he wasn't involved in my life and give me reasoning for that. And it's almost just like, you know what, man? Like we're cool. We're past like, that. We're, right. Yeah, that's that's like, you know, water under the bridge. And I don't want to sit here and, and like hash out why you weren't around when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. want you to be around now and I want to be your friend and I want to relate to you and right. I want it. And if anything, I want to use that as perspective as to how to not make the same mistake in my life mm-hmm. to like realize that like as, as a family, like, like I'm a product of you mm-hmm. and I know that I do things because that that's, I get that from you. Right. And I want to know <laughs> how to avoid that or how to embrace that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and just like the, the we've like hung out like two or three times and talked on the phone a bunch and it's just like, there's things that I'm just like so floored that I'm like, man, that's like, that's totally like, that's, you know, my dad and that's my heritage and like, I'm I'm uh, like William the Third, like, Right, like yeah, you, yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, so there's just so many things like that that are now like, uh, getting over that like kind of childish mentality of like, oh, he wasn't around and I, I don't really have time for that right. drama now has just been a growth for me as an adult to be like, you know what, like I can like get past that and I can uh, work on, 
you know, having some sort of a positive relationship. Right. And like, and very much living in the moment and not letting, not letting previous baggage, like hold you down. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of it was like, I was so young and it was like my, my, you know, stuff that had to do with my mom or stuff that had to do with my brother and sister Mm -hmm. and them just kind of me getting the backlash of that and me being like, you know what? I'm like on tour. I'm too busy for this. I don't have time. I don't have the the headspace or the energy to, to worry about this. So I'm just going to not. Right. But then to now be like, man, it's been that long. Like, shit, maybe I should give them a call, you know? (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. And again, like how that, how that, uh, puts a perspective and like makes me see the bigger picture of like what I've, been lucky to do with my life and the places I've been and he's been like you know I'm so proud of you because I haven't even thought of going to half these places yeah and like you you know you're like not even 30 years old and I'm 70 and like you know you've been all over the world right 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 so that's that's been like another great thing that was kind of all in like an oh shit moment that's now panning off and like you know going really well yeah so. now that you like actually have a relationship and right. like like you said you're relating to him on like a human human level as right. opposed to you know like the the father and son archetype right it's like this needs to exist you've wronged me i will yeah. not speak to you and it's like yeah, it, human relationships are complicated sure like there's so many nuances between the way that we interact with one another that it's so difficult to be able to quantify and measure them right like, they will never the, that'll never be able to be uh exist like that we will, you know, just because you felt that pull to be like, okay, like you almost died. I need you, you should be in my life. Like I, I you yeah. feel that in your soul. And even like, if I think at first it was like, not even like you should be in my life. It's uh-huh. like, there should, like, I should be able to call you yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, talk to you. And like, whether or not we hang out once a week or once a year, um, and whether, like, whether that means I want to like come to Christmas dinner, right. like I want to, I want to call you right now. So I'm going to pick up the phone and do that. Yeah. You know? And I, and I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and yeah, there's, that is such a good feeling. Cause that's like my father and my father passing, you know, a few years ago, it's like, if there's one thing that I can point to that I miss the most, it's that. Yeah. It's the, it's the fact that you can pick up and call and it's like, you know, when, whenever those cool things happen or you right. want advice or whatever, it's like, that's. That w- when you see people that don't have those relationships, whether it be with your family or whether it be with like a friend that you can do that, I, I feel sad. I'm like, man, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I wish you had something. Right. And I mean, I've had like, I've had people in my life, my mom, my stepdad, yep. like my like grandparents have always been there to, to, you know, raise me and right. to be there for me. And, uh, I've taken so much from their influence that like, now and for that for so long it was like oh i don't need i don't need that and that's too much drama and i don't want i don't have to worry but now it's yeah. like like there's it's just there's no reason to not have that right right yeah. right right totally yeah. totally like this, this and is for me to make up this this like you know figment in my mind of this like person that i that i am like that i should know more about that i don't you know mm-hmm. yeah sure and yeah because yeah, i definitely think that's a very inherent teenage experience where mm-hmm. you're just like like I'm a self-made person. Like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing, and it's just like, well, no, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. All this other shits come before you. You need to yeah. pay attention to the fact that, like, you know, your your parents had a very large influence on like who you sure, are, yeah. and you need to recognize that. Right. But you're not able to recognize that until you like actually like, oh, I've I've seen something more than just you know like whatever is directly right in front of me at this moment. Right. <laughs> Well, like you said, we could probably go on for yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely seven hours, but thank you for wanting to do this. Yes. I appreciate it. And I hope you liked it. <laughs> 
Sweet, there you go. I love that conversation. Billy's such a good dude, and uh, yeah, was very open and honest, and I love that. Anyways, visit propertyzack.com, and uh, I hope everybody has a spectacular week, and uh, come back next week for another exciting interview. And uh, I have so many shows that I can't wait to show you guys. A bunch of stuff coming up. So, have a safe week. Like I said, enjoy. Go out in the world. Go out in the sun. Do all those things that you wanted to do. I don't know why I'm trying to get right. But, see you next week. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.